Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Grow in Knowledge podcast. I am Misty Umholtz, and my goal is 2 Peter 3.18, to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, because whatever we apply ourselves to in life is what we will become better and stronger in. This is true for anything in life, and it certainly applies to the Bible, our faith, and spiritual matters. May you be blessed and challenged as you listen. Welcome, everyone. I would like to start this podcast series off where I began my journey, and that is my healing story. I will first be telling you my physical journey and then my spiritual journey, and I will end on a bright note of some of the amazing truths I've been taught in the Word of God from some great Bible teachers this past year and a half that has transformed my life and my family's lives. This particular road started when I was 12 years old, when I had pain every month with my menstrual cycle. It wasn't until I was 26 that I got diagnosed with endometriosis and had my first procedure done to clean it all out. This alleviated my pain immediately, but it still caused my husband and I trouble with getting pregnant. Eventually, we were able to conceive, and after our first baby girl was born, it went away for a while. We had no issue getting pregnant a second time with our son, but when he turned two, it came back with a vengeance. My doctor put me on Vicodin every month for two years, and it didn't even take away all the pain. It would last anywhere from 7 to 15 days a month, and thankfully, I never got addicted to the pain meds. I kept asking him to do another procedure to clean it all out again. He finally told me he thought I did not have endometriosis, but that I had back pain. I wish he would have said that a lot sooner. I immediately found another doctor who went in to do an exploratory procedure right away. She came back with a picture of my black uterus, which should have been flesh colored. It looked like it had been burnt in a fire. She said she didn't know what was wrong, but she didn't think my uterus could hold another baby in this condition since she knew we'd been trying to conceive again for a few years. We could choose to keep living like this in pain or choose a total and complete hysterectomy. But she didn't even know if that would stop all the pain since she didn't know what it was coming from. We prayed and had a peace about moving forward with the hysterectomy. And even though this was the death of a dream for both of us and having another baby through my body, I actually got to the point where I was excited about the thought of all pain and meds ending. Unfortunately, that was really just the beginning of the trial of my life. At that point, it had been three years since the pain began every month. But now, after the hysterectomy, I was thrown into immediate menopause at 37 years old, and I was not able to get out of bed or recover. It hurt just to stand up and walk around the house. The best way I can describe it is like a car crash for my body's systems. I think the pain I experienced since I was 12 years old, plus two life and death accidents I was in as a kid, just drained too much of my physical strength out of me. The next six years, I spent going to four different doctors, some medical, some homeopathic. They all had the same four to five diagnosis, and they all had different approaches to treating them. By the end of the six years, I was doing 16 steps a day. If you count my 48 supplements taken at four different times throughout the day, I was doing hormones orally, topically, and inserting pellets. I was on thyroid meds, powerful all-natural uppers and downers, gave myself shots, powders, drops, you name it, I tried it. 
not to mention the strict diets I was on for all of my gut issues and numerous food intolerances and the light exercise I would try to do when I could. This is the gloomy part of my story, but I promise it gets better than imaginable at the end. This period of life had a dark cloud constantly hanging over it. Now, life still went on. My kids kept growing up and we even renovated a house and moved, which was exciting. We also got to adopt our third child, which was a huge bright spot and answer to prayer in the midst of all of this. But I just wasn't ever myself. Being on all of those meds and hormones caused so many chemical imbalances. I was an emotional mess. It constantly felt like I had the flu, where my body ached and I was overly fatigued all the time. When it got really bad, it felt like an elephant was sitting on top of me and I couldn't muster the strength to push him off. So I would stay in bed for sometimes days or weeks or months at a time. It ebbed and flowed. I would get sick and tired of being sick and tired, so I would get up and start living life again, but after a while, it just felt like my feet got knocked out from under me at every attempt, and I would end up back in bed again. This was beyond frustrating, not only for myself. As you can imagine, or if you've experienced this yourself, it was hard on my whole family. It took a toll on everyone. When the mama goes down, the whole family goes with her. I felt like a shell of my old self. All my personality and my strength was drained out of me. After a few years, I stopped telling most people about all of this, which just made me feel like a fraud. My hope was one day in heaven, I would be made well. But that day seemed very far away, which was a dark thought. The Bible says in Proverbs that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that was definitely true for me. I was so disappointed in God and felt like he had let me down. I thought, this is how you treat someone who has served you their whole life? I had loved God all my life, starting in my youth. I started reading the Bible and fell in love with both Jesus and his word in my early teenage years. I read my one-year Bible all the way through, at least 20 times or more, and I went to Bible college. All I really wanted to do with my life is get married be a mom of a lot of kids, and be in the ministry in some capacity making a difference for the kingdom of God here on this earth. All of those dreams seemed to fade away. The light was dimming inside of me. I was trying everything I knew to get better, but nothing seemed to work. I felt like I had been sidelined or benched in this game called life, sitting on the sidelines watching everyone else get to participate. Maybe you can relate. I prayed, I read the word, I fasted, I had the elders lay hands on me, I had my husband pray over me and with me, I kept asking God for wisdom and what meds to take, what doctors to see, which supplements to add or delete. I knew God could heal me, and I knew he did heal people sometimes, but I didn't know how to get him to do it for me. I begged him for my family's sake. Maybe you can relate to something similar in your life. This is not how I wanted my family to see me or experience me or remember me. One story to give you an example was when my oldest was in fourth grade. Her class was putting on a Mother's Day brunch and she needed to find a picture of her and I when she was little. As we looked through our old pictures together, she said to me, Mom, look at your eyes and your smile. You used to be so happy. 
I bawled my eyes out. I knew it was true. I wanted desperately to feel strength and joy again, but it was like I kept falling in a darker, deeper pit each time I went down. I watched way more TV than I'd like to admit because it even hurt my head to read a book, of which I'd always been an avid reader my whole life, so this wasn't even normal. In fact, I stopped doing a lot of the things I used to love and what used to bring me joy. I knew this was a sign of depression, but I couldn't fathom the idea of adding another medicine to the mix. In 2020 to 2021, during the pandemic, it was a relief for me to not have to be on the go so much with three kids. It was a good excuse to be in bed, although it was a very depressing time. I never felt like I could keep up with our lives and our schedules. Everything and everyone seemed like a burden and a chore. I couldn't enjoy anything, even the good fun things, because of how much my physical body hurt. I felt emotionally numb inside. I would look at other moms with their kids. I would think, that's true delight on their faces. I wonder if I could ever have that again, when for me, the thought of just having to talk to people seemed too much to bear. I constantly felt like I was drowning and I was getting so weary treading water to try to grasp for air. Okay, enough of all that bad stuff. Let's get to the good part. In 2021, I went back to church in person for the first time in February for our women's conference. I was asked to lead an online Bible study. I said yes, and that forever changed the trajectory of my life. My friend Shannon Howe was in that study. I knew that two years ago in February of 2019, she'd been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, plus she had six to eight tumors on her liver. I also knew she'd recently been healed and 100% cleared of cancer in October of 2020, but I did not know any details of her story. She was younger and healthier than me when she got diagnosed. She used to juice her own celery every morning, for goodness sake. During our Bible study online, the subject of sickness came up. A woman in our group commented that it was a blessing and something she was thankful for. After that meeting, Shannon emailed me an article from a Bible teacher. At first, I thought it might be heresy because it wasn't the theology I'd been taught. I pushed back and emailed her a couple of times, but I gave it a chance for a few reasons. I knew Shannon's character. I knew she'd been miraculously healed. I desperately needed healing myself. And I should probably add another reason. The doctrine and theology I grew up with wasn't working. It wasn't getting me healed. So I kept listening. I heard things taught from the word of God that came alive inside of me. I became addicted. When this Bible teacher would teach the word, I felt my body inside start to physically react and respond, particularly in my stomach. It was almost like a tingling sensation like butterflies inside, which is interesting for a few reasons. The Bible says that's where the spirit of God dwells within us, in our belly. And that's why even the world says to follow your gut. They also say that all health stems from your gut. The Bible says in Proverbs that God's word is health to our bodies, healing to our flesh, and strength to our bones. It's the best medicine I have ever discovered. It cures anything and everything that ails us in this life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. 
I started hearing about the goodness of God, the love of God, and the grace of God, like I'd never heard it taught before. I started to learn about Greek and Hebrew meanings of words because those were the original languages the Bible was written in. For example, the word saved is sozo in Greek. Look it up, S-O-Z-O. This word was particularly impactful for me. It means saved, healed, delivered, and made well or made whole. Wait, what? So when God says that he gives us the gift of salvation, it means he not only gives us forgiveness and saves us from our sins, that is one-fourth of the meaning of that word and one-fourth of his gift to us through Jesus. He also gives us healing, deliverance, and makes us well and whole. It also says it is both literal and figurative in speaking. We receive healing or deliverance or whatever needs to be made whole and well by faith the same way we receive forgiveness. I had never heard the character and nature of God taught like this, that he is all good and Satan is all bad. God is a good God and a good father better than any earthly one. So if an earthly father here on this earth right now purposely gave his son sickness to teach him a lesson, what would we do to that dad? We would put him in jail for child abuse. Why would we think God would do that to us? In my particular situation, why would it be God's will to keep me in bed so I couldn't be the wife, mom, and woman I'm supposed to be? How could I obey his word in Ephesians 2.10? For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I couldn't do much laying in bed. I learned that in Galatians 3.13-14, it says Jesus took all the curses on him on the cross so we get to have all the blessings of Abraham. And if you look in Deuteronomy 28, what those blessings and cursings are, sickness and disease, poverty and calamity are listed in the curses. I learned about all the blessings and promises and inheritance God has given us to have and use and enjoy now on this earth. I learned about the keys to the kingdom and how to use them according to Matthew 16, 19. Jesus said it is our words, whatever we bind and loose in heaven, is bound and loosed on earth. I learned what it means when the Bible says to submit to God, resist Satan, and he must flee. If we think sickness or other bad things are from God, then we can't resist them. Instead, we accept them. But I started to resist all my physical ailments as from Satan and tell them with my words to leave, flee in the name of Jesus. I listened to all these teachings for three and a half months straight. I got up extra early every morning just to read the word. It became alive and living and all-powerful inside of me. I turned off the TV and the news, and immediately I felt better and lighter in my spirit and in my body. When I used to be in bed, instead of watching shows, I should have been watching Daystar Network. I probably would have stumbled across the truth. I noticed I was getting physically stronger. I started feeling a joy deep down on the inside again. I started feeling excited for life. I started speaking to my body. I told my thyroid to work properly without meds, my adrenals to stop being fatigued, my hormones to balance out perfectly, my gut to work, and my digestive tract to function properly.
I told my food intolerances to go away in the name of Jesus. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By Jesus' stripes we were healed. Just like we are already forgiven by the blood of Jesus, it is a done and finished work, and so is our healing. He already took those stripes and provided for our healing the same way his blood provided for our forgiveness of sins. Our healing is a done and finished work as well. I learned that I get to receive healing because of how good our God is to us. It's not based on me and what I've done or not done, how good I am or not, how much I pray or don't pray. Sounds like salvation, right? That's exactly what the word sozo means. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Romans ten seventeen says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In June, our family went on a road trip for about a week and stayed two different places. I always had an extra bag full of all my stuff. It's very cumbersome, not to mention the time and energy it takes to do all of those 16 steps a day. In John 10, 10, it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. Satan stole so much of my life and my family's life through these health issues for nine long years. I got home from that trip and I had had it. I told my body it was healed and whole by the stripes of Jesus. It needed to act like it and it didn't need meds or anything else. I quit everything cold turkey on June 25th, 2021. Now, normally, if I would forget to take my thyroid meds for just one day, I would feel it the next day and it usually landed me back in bed by the second day. The same thing would happen with my shots. I also would not be able to sleep at night if I didn't take three to four different things to aid to make that happen. Not to mention all the hormones I was on to try to balance me out. I used to tell my kids they were called my happy medicine, but honestly, that was rarely the case. I was nervous the first two to three weeks after I quit everything, but I got my labs done, which I forgot to mention. I did every six to eight weeks for the past six years, which no, I did not have anemia or an iron deficiency from this. Believe me, we checked several times. We checked for several, everything several times, even cancer. My doctor called and said my labs looked the most balanced we'd ever seen them. I told her at that point that I had quit everything cold turkey two and a half weeks prior to my labs being done. Her response was that maybe my body just needed a break and to call her when I started feeling bad again. I have never seen another doctor, never had another lab done, or taken another supplement or medication again. I keep getting healthier and stronger. I feel better now than I did before I had my kids over 14 years ago. Everything in life seemed to get better when I got better. Or was it just my perspective changed? My thinking was renewed. My life has always been full of blessings, but I wasn't able to enjoy them. So when I got healed, it seemed like my family got better. My life got better. I started to like to do things, go places, and be around people. My husband and I started dreaming again of a bright future full of hope where we see ourselves prosper and succeed and nothing will harm us like Jeremiah 29 11 says. I started being able to enjoy everyday little things like playing with my four-year-old 
or going to my kids' sports games, which all seemed like a dreadful chore before. I remember a particular moment of pure joy and delight at my daughter's school spring concert. We were sitting towards the back since we had our four-year-old with us. Our son was a few rows up sitting with friends. Our eldest was on stage doing something she loves, and my little one decided to do an interpretive dance for every song. It was hilarious, and I was laughing, like the pure emotion of joy deep down inside bubbling over. I looked over at my husband and smiled and saw he was enjoying the moment just as much as I was. Isn't it the small little things in life that add up to make a big impact and fill our lives with good memories? Now, please don't listen to this message and then go quit everything you're on or you're doing for your health. Healing, whether it is physical or spiritual, happens by a revelation of the love of God and the gift of salvation that has set us free from all the curses by what Jesus already did for us. Because the Bible says in John 8, 32, it's not just the truth that has set us free, it's the truth that we know that sets us free. And there is a difference. In my next podcast, I will be I will attempt to be sharing all of these truths found in the Word of God so you can get a hold of them for yourselves and apply them to whatever area you have need of, whether that is healing or freedom from addictions and bondages or relationship issues or money problems or anything you're going through with your kids. Because whatever your need is, God not only has the cure for it, he is the cure. He is not our supplement. He is our source. What I want to try to communicate with you is what the Bible says. All that God is, all that he has, is all that he gives us right now for this life to enjoy on this earth while we live here. The blessings and the promises in our inheritance are not just for heaven. God is no respecter of persons. What he did for me, he will also do for you. He is the hope and the answer to whatever you need. He has already provided the answer for it. We just need to discover what that is for ourselves. As I wrap up today, my prayer for you is from 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to get the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Goodbye for now.